I'm your host, Lisa Kay, here with my amazing co-host, Jennifer Conkey. Hi, everybody. All right, you guys. So today we have a really beautiful couple who is here to speak with you. And I think you are going to not only hear some amazing things from today's conversation, but I'm going to bet you're going to feel them. So this is a very energetically vibing couple. Um, they're going to have some amazing insights to share with us. So without further ado, Michael and Alice, I'm going to turn it over to you to tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're going to share with our audience today. Hi, good. Great day, everybody. Great day. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Give your vibrational greetings. Vibrational <laughs> greetings and divine, harmonious, loving blessings to each and every single one of you beautiful vibrational souls out there. We'd like to welcome you to Samadhi where it's not about positivity. It's not about negativity. It's about authenticity. It's about rawness. It's about realness. It's about genuineness. It's about you. And what is the name of your business? What is the name of your meditation school, Michael? Samadhi Sea of Wisdom Meditation School. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we're really excited to have you here. Uh, we wanted to try and find out from you guys your story. If you want to walk us through your story, how did you guys come to get into this meditation business? Okay, sure. Okay. That's my favorite part. Uh, how did we get started with this? Starts when we met, maybe, if we want to go that far. Uh, actually, Michael has been in meditation, studying meditation for more than 15 years. Uh, I've been doing this for about five years. And it started with just being myself and wanting to change something in my life. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, everything that I've been wanting since I was probably yeah. a little girl came to me through meditation when I met Michael. And so we took both of our stories which come from very dark places and very opposite places. So Michael's story and my story combined, we realized how people were gravitating to us. And, and when they saw what we were able to do for ourselves, it would help other people. So we started with volunteering in Mexico at rehab centers. Oh, it that's awesome. Spanish, and it also helped a lot of people over there and we didn't mind volunteering it because it was a it was a win-win for all of us so we would volunteer for the women at one center and then cross the street to the men's side and volunteer there uh, every tuesday for about a year and a half and then we decided well people are listening all we're doing is sharing our story mm -hmm. about who we are and how meditation such an ancient practice yes. the most ancient practice that people forget that it's all in the silence. And as soon as we just started to share our story of how we met and why we do this, it just developed. We said, you know what, well, let's just help people and, and put it together. And we have a huge audience from four years old up to 90 something, I think our oldest student was at one time. So yeah, 94. So we have, um, basically what we say is we're here to just serve by sharing our story. Yes. Very cool. we, we met. No, oh, no, okay. we only have story. a certain amount of time. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you said your your age range spans from four years old to ninety-four years old. How do yeah, you we have students who are very young, and we've had students mm -hmm. who are way up there. The the and thing is that we we say that whoever's listening to this. Yeah. and feels that their that their life that they don't find who they truly are and they mm -hmm. they're confused about 
what their purpose is. They feel that no matter what they're doing, there's still something missing. And the reason we work with the children is once we work with the parents or the adults, they're like, oh my gosh, why aren't we teaching this to our children before yes. they get to yes. the point where we got? Let's yes. help our children understand that meditation can help them with their emotions, with the fears, with um, being able to be more productive per se, you know? Instead of waiting until the child has developed certain habits and then they're disciplined or put into some kind of institution, juvie or, or detention, let's help them before. So yes. that's why we start working with children when the parents are like, I'd like my children to learn this. And I would like to add on to that because children are really more advanced than the adults. <laughs> if we really study a child, they're way more advanced because they don't have that, mm -hmm. you know, all that accumulation of knowledge that sometimes gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying knowledge is bad, but knowledge balanced with wisdom is the harmonious way of development. And one thing I would like to include is what is meditation? Because we talk about meditation, even people, when, when they ask us, you guys teach meditation. What, is, what kind of meditation do you guys teach? And we say, all we do is remind you of what you already know. Because we're all meditating. And when we break down the word meditation, it's people are worrying on, on their fears. They're concerned. They're stressed. They're overly stressed. In, the, in this day and age, we have like 99% of the population is overly stressed 90% of the time. We live like we're being hunted 24-7. It doesn't mean that we're being hunted. It's we, we live in the head 90% of our lives. And then we wonder why we get sick. We wonder why, you know, things don't work out and why, you know, people seem to be against us. But it's no matter what we do. But it's really a reflection of the energy that we're projecting. So really meditation, the, the meditation that we facilitate is, it's no different than when you get, you know, a cut on your hand. You don't have to study or you don't have to go to, you know, 10,000 workshops to heal your hand. You don't think about it. You just let your body do what it's innately designed to do. So Michael, so let's jump in there. So sure. if that's okay, because, cool. you know, I think um, just like, you know, your students vary by age and ability with meditation. So do our listeners. I'm going to hypothesize. So, you know, when you, when you think about how much popularity meditation has gained in the last, I don't know, decade. I feel like there's been, there's been waves of awakenings around meditation, I feel like throughout time. And I feel like we're in one of those, um, you know, and so I feel like most people have probably heard the term meditation at this point. Um, but exactly what you're saying, <laughs> exactly what you're saying, you know, let's break it down. Let's talk about what, what that is. I, I want to speak to the listener who has heard about meditation, who has been curious about how meditation can impact their life and their business, quite frankly, because both are intertwined, of course. Um, what, when you think of your students, what is the simplest way to get someone started? What is, you know, if you, if you have someone listening who wa walks away today and says, okay, I'm going to try this for five minutes tomorrow. What would steps one through five be, for example, to, in the simplest form to get them started and help them start to notice the effects? Very, very interesting. Or you want to take it? I'll take part of it and then we'll see okay. where you want to jump in. Um, I think that's very interesting that you say five minutes because some of our homework when we give our beginner students is to at least get them started with five minutes of sitting in silence. Yes. And you're right about meditation. It is something that now people can hear meditation and they're like, what's that? 
But I remember five years ago when I started, I had no clue. I never heard of even the word awakening. So when you give um, someone the homework, like in our case, we say sit in silence, which is a, a really good one. Very challenging. Sometimes we start them with only two minutes, to tell you the truth. Yes. Five minutes for someone who's on the go, go, go is a long time. Mm -hmm. So if you can master sitting for two minutes in silence, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. But the other thing that we, we do with that is, what happens when the person's in silence or they think they're going to be silent and that mind starts going? So what we um, give is also how to deal with those thoughts when they come. Not to be upset as soon as you're going into silence and then here comes that thought, oh, I forgot to turn off the stove or oh, why didn't I run? You know, so what do we do with those thoughts? How do we treat those thoughts? That's another technique that, that we elaborate on. Mm -hmm. uh, what else, Michael? That's two, sit in silence, well, do your breathing. Breathing is number one. You can't get in silence if you don't breathe. Breathing, I like to see the, the breath as the bridge between this world and our inner world. We cannot gain entrance to our inner world if we don't stop and breathe because our automatic, you know, just system of being is breathing unconsciously. And there is a, there is a powerful, it's, we call it quality over quantity. If you can really give yourself the quality time, because if you sit there for two minutes and you're just, you're, you're just not, you're just not, your intention isn't there, then you're not putting quality. And, and the thing about it is when I say intention, these are, these are very important keys, by the way. Your intention is not staying focused on what you're doing. Your intention is you set your intention and you trust that the soul within you is doing it. Not the body, but the soul within you is doing it. And we're training the brain to remember who we are. Because, see, the brain doesn't know who we are. If you, if you remember when you rode a bike for the first time, why do you get nervous? Why do you get scared? It's the heart that gets you back on the bike. It's the heart that knows that you're going to get through it. That's why we feel like we want to ride. So you connect to your feeling part of you. You connect to that, that part that transcends emotion. It's that, it's that awareness of being. Yeah. And when you start breathing and you just relax into it, it's the, it's, it's, it's the mental training of not letting the brain comment on it. Because as soon as you start relaxing, the brain wants, oh my gosh, I'm relaxed. There you go back in the brain. You just got to sit with it. And that's the training. If that, if, if you focus on that, and of course we, we serve so we can assist even deeper because this is just like a workout. You see people that work out, you know, their muscles and stuff. This is an energetic muscle. This is the foundational muscle of everything that you do. So you talk about business, you talk about any kind of platform. If you are good with you, if you trust you, you will fold gifts and talents. And I'm here at, and we are here as personal testimony that you will unfold the riches that we call the vibrillions within you. The riches That's of awesome. vibrillions. Yeah. That's awesome. When you breathe, just, and when you have a thought, this is the greatest way that it's, it's worked for me and all, all of our students, is when you breathe, don't fight the brain with the brain. You'll lose. You'll lose. It doesn't work the way that we've been taught. When you, when you have a thought, look at yourself like you're purging. You're detoxing. And when you look at your detoxing, you're going to be appreciative of what's coming up. Thank you for sharing. Now let me go back to my breath. But if you're like, shut up, stop, leave me alone. You're putting energy against energy. You're, you're going to lose because you're strengthening something that that's, doesn't work the way that we, we think. Because you can't affect thought through thought. You got to affect thought through feeling. 
which is, let me go back to my breath. Let me feel my breath. Let me Michael, I have, a, I have a question for some of our listeners. So yeah. I know that um, when I was first learning meditation, I was taught that breathing is something that happens to you and is also just like you can choose to breathe because of your conscious mind. So it's something you do, but it's also something that happens. So your unconscious mind knows to breathe when you're not thinking about it. But when you are thinking about it, you can choose to breathe. Where is it like, where's the fine line when we're deciding to just focus on the breath? And I know like the physical body, the emotional body, mental body, spiritual body. At what point when we're doing the breath, is it our intent or our, is the goal to not be thinking about the breathing or to be thinking about the breathing? I know a lot of people have that question. I love that question. Okay. So when you're breathing and you're thinking about breathing, you're in the head. But we got to use the tool against, not against itself, but with itself. See, the brain is our servant. It's not our, it's not our master. So if we play with it just for a little bit, I, I, I advise like our students, I advise our students just breathe two or three times, breathe two or three deep breaths and just relax into the breath. If you got to take two or three more or as many as you, as you need to, but the focus is on feeling the relaxation of the body. Once your body starts feeling the relaxation, it's telling your brain we're okay because it's a survival mechanism. If you feel okay, the brain wants to control because the brain is doing its best to help us survive. Mm-hmm. so what we're doing is we're building trust within the brain mm-hmm. it's our friend it's our ally it's not against us is that where you think the when we're, <clears throat> we have our physical selves our physical body is that how we connect to that emotional and then eventually the mental and the spiritual side of ourselves mm-hmm. our higher selves is that the pro- how it happens good question through the physical body we're training it <clears throat> to realize we're something more and then the physical and this is just in layman terms okay the yeah. physical body is awakening the emotional body. That's why we have those thoughts that we really don't want to face. Okay? They will come. Just so the listeners know that this is a blessing in disguise. Because we can't, we can't embrace more if we're not willing to let go of what's already keeping us stuck. So yeah. the physical body, when we master the physical body, and even, are you there? Okay. Yeah. Even, even beginners, I'll tell beginners that if you're struggling to, through, through thinking a lot, just sit down with yourself and be still for two minutes. If you can't steal the body, you cannot expect to steal the mind. Let me repeat that. If you can't steal the body, you cannot begin to try to steal the mind because the body's it's, it's all over the place. So practice being still. Just that'll give you the faith and the confidence to step to the next level. So when you just practice being still, then you're gonna trust that you're basically showing the brain that I'm taking responsibility now. Because the brain has been taking this responsibility. So when you master the physical, then you step into the emotional. When you master the emotional, in, 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 a, in a sense, because we're always mastering the emotional because we have so much generational trauma. That. <laughs> yeah. So when you master the emotional, then you're stepping into a more subtler body, which is the mental body. And then you're tapping into the soul. So, I mean, and, and, it's, and it's not as, as just concrete as that. There is without going too much, but that's why daily practice is so important. And the key with Samadhi is, we don't wanna be somebody's teacher for the rest of their life. We don't want dependent students. We want them to awaken themselves. We just wanna be the mirror to that. So then that way they can trust themselves and say, hey, Michael, hey, Alice, I don't need you guys anymore. And then they're gonna start creating the genuine being that they are and energetically 
we're going to receive. So it's like this giving and receiving, and it's awesome. We want everybody watching this podcast to know that your genuineness or, or, this, this, or, listen. or listening, we want everybody listening or viewing this today or whenever you view it, because time is irrelevant, is that when you hear this, when you feel this, we want you to have the confidence to be the greatest version of you because you don't threaten us. On the contrary, you enhance us because the more we grow together, the more we're going to bring and embody this heaven on earth now. We shouldn't wait for it. I love it. Amen. I love it. That's awesome. And I don't know if any of our listeners, but every time you're talking about breathing, I'm feeling real relaxed over here because I've been doing all this breathing as you've been talking. So I hope everyone is breathing along with us. <laughs> I did this exercise with uh, breath work uh, at a mastermind. Did the, the breath work. Have you ever heard of the breath, breath work that they do, Michael, where they're, you're breathing in and then you're breathing out and it's kind of like you know, a five minute process where you're just focusing on your breath and then, and then you kind of just let the breathing happen because you're kind of connected. And I just, it was like a really phenomenal natural high for me. And it was the first time I had ever done it. It was about two, three weeks ago. And it just, it opened my mind to, holy crap, this is pretty cool. And I just laid there and I was, I had a lot more clear thoughts and I was kind of with myself. I, there's no other way to explain it, just like with myself. And I can almost hear my lungs and my heartbeat. It was really, really like intense. Finally present. Yeah, exactly. I had finally found the focus on self. And up until then, I had never meditated like that before. What, what are your thoughts on that? It, it feels like breath is the key. Well, I don't want to take the whole podcast because I know my wife has some amazing stuff. Because let me tell you this, before we go any further, before we go any further, because you know, my wife, she is such a, a, an amazing component in my and all of our students' life. Because let me say something very, very clear that I don't mean to, you know, insult anybody, but this is just from personal experience. I've actually studied over 18 years. When I met her, it was 15 years. So um, <laughs> here's the thing that I want to share with the, with the, with the audience. We are, we are so addicted to information that we want to get the next best thing. Mm -hmm. And next, it's like the next, you know, the next book, the next seminar, the next this. And all those are great if you're keeping in balance with yourself because they're just going to confirm what you already have inside. But if I'm looking for something outside where this is where Allie comes in, and I'm going to let her take the show because I don't want to take the whole show. Um, I'm fine. But what Allie did for me is I studied, and I'm going to tell you, I studied so much and so long and so hard because I come from a very dark past, and I was my worst enemy. So I wanted to rekindle because I felt something deep inside me that I was meant to be my best friend, like you were saying. It was meant to be, like, with me, not just, you know, trying to prove to everybody else how strong or how great I was. So here's the one thing that I want to share is when Ellie comes in my life, and I teach her, right? I, I was her reflector, you know, her mirror. And then she, like, she soaked it up. She just, I mean, amazing. And then she comes back at me. She's like, why aren't you practicing what you teach? Then I hit my ego so hard. I was like, what? And I wanted to just, you know, just go away and, you know, never be insulted like that again. But here's my point is... <laughs> This is the first person that appreciated me, that loved me, that didn't judge me, that appreciated what I had to give. Because I was 
I mean, if you can imagine somebody on the street just going to everyone and say, do you meditate? Would you like to learn how to meditate? Let me show you how to meditate. What the heck? Okay. So this is what I was doing all the time because I was so passionate because I had transformed my life. So bringing it in a nutshell is Ali does the work and she comes back and she's able to let go of the shame. She's able to let go of the guilt. She's able to let go of the fear. She was so traumatized when I met her and I was just blown away by her transformation. And she comes back to me and she goes, why don't you practice what you teach, Michael? You are such an amazing person, but you don't even love yourself. And that's what I want to say to the audience right now. I was a head full of knowledge, but I didn't know what self-love was. What good does it do to have this filled up so immensely? And even that is, is exaggerating because I didn't know nothing. That my heart was denied. My heart was neglected. My heart was ignored. So this is what I want to tell the audience. We have a language of thought. I want to introduce a language of awareness. I want to introduce a language of being because thought is important, but we got so bogged down with thought that we've actually believed thought as our God. Think about it. We believe what goes on in here more than what's going on in here. Mm -hmm. because yeah, that inner, that negative inner voice, it, it kills, it kills. It's an epidemic, it's a problem. Yes, so that's what we're here to, I guess, I can't say cure because I gotta be very careful, right? Um, we are here to remedy. We are here to, to give a little bit of vibrational medicine. So uh, take it away. So how would you how would you say that meditation? And you know, obviously, you guys were meditating before you started your business. But how did how has meditation changed your business? And how have you seen meditation impact businesses and careers of your students? Um, because I, you know, I definitely believe the two are intertwined when we're in balance personally, it obviously impacts our business um, and vice versa. So what would you guys say with that as far as like what you've seen within your own experience and with your students? Okay, well, I had I had something that I that I heard when Jennifer was talking about the breath that I might go back to later. But to answer oh, your question, ahead. we have um, we have one most recent student who in six weeks increased his um, if you want to say enrollment or his volume in 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 the money department by forty five thousand dollars in just the six weeks. We have another student who's been our student for what, maybe now four years, doesn't want to leave. And even though our, okay. our, our sessions are, are based on, you know, you, as Michael said, so it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for that success and in, in the money and how it relates to your business, I think the most important thing is when you find yourself and you are genuine with yourself, you take that mask off and you yes. stop pretending that the only thing that's going to make you happy is the money, then the money will come yes. or you will just be able to enjoy what you're doing instead of making it feel like it's a job or it's, you know, I've got to go and do this. So yes. we have students who are housewives and don't have a career yeah, outside of the home because that one in itself is more of a career than anybody knows. Hey, that's, a, that's a big job. Yeah, that's yes. a big job yes. and the pay sometimes stinks, you know, but, but in all reality, uh, We've worked with some entrepreneurs, but mostly we work just with 
are common people who come to us because some are maybe sick physically, mm -hmm. physically sick and are looking to heal that body. Yes. And we do have one student who she's amazing. She's our Spanish speaking student and she has, we have her testimony up on our YouTube, but it's in Spanish. Um, and she used to be on antidepressants and in, in what we call a very dark place for 20 years. And in four months, she went from that to no medication. And we don't tell anybody to stop your medication. She did her own choices on her own will. And that's the beauty of our classes that everyone is unique. So each class is tailor fit to that person. We, we don't give answers and we don't give advice. We are only mirrors. And when we start sharing our story and we tell them what worked for us and what we've been doing and how they can, especially what Jennifer said about those thoughts. I love when she was saying that all of a sudden she felt even her heartbeat mm -hmm. and she felt being herself. Right. When do we ever stop and do that? And it correlates with, with what Michael was saying that he was all in the head and studying and studying. And I'm over here, a person who's very much in the heart saying, well, wait a minute, why? Why is everybody running amok and going from left to right trying to do things? When does when do we stop and really, as cliche as it sounds, right? Does anybody really stop and smell the roses? Does anybody really stop and realize how are my actions affecting others? How is my reaction to what happens around me affect others and affects myself? So more important, I would say samadhi is how we call it. For short, instead of going through Samadhi Seal Wisdom, but what Samadhi means to us, what our business, it, it became a business obviously because everybody needs to pay bills. But this, <coughs> is more of a, this is more of a mission for us that we, we have, I'll use the word suffered, or we have gone through so much turmoil, different types of abuse, cancer, all different things. And what has meditation brought to us? It can bring to anybody. If Michael and I have been able to transform our lives to a place of bliss, I love business yes, and bliss. Business Come and on, bliss. how that amazing that yeah. when I when I hear that, I keep saying that just that's what we want to bring, yes. um, Lisa, to the entrepreneur, or the business person out there, is that you can have your business and have your bliss too, I'm but you won't be able to have that yeah. if you're not connected with yourself if you're only mirroring wanting to okay how did so and so do it and and i want to do it like that and copy copy paste it's not going to work like that you're an individual and what works for you may not work for somebody else and so forth and one thing i would like to add on to that um two things is one is working with different people we're always selling ourselves we are our business we just decide to reflect that and manifest that in a business so when you take care of your business, like just in a business, you take, you know, you take inventory and, and you, you, you know, you break down different components to see what's working and what's not. If we don't do that within ourselves, then we're going to wonder why. And we're going to blame everybody else. See, that's, that, that's, that's the main crucial point that, that we love to remind our students is when we blame others, we're excusing our power away because we never lose our power. Let me say that. Again, we never lose our power. We can excuse our power away. Like, oh, that person has the power. But we don't say it like that. We say, oh, it's because of that person that I'm upset. Well, it's because of that that happened that that's why I'm losing it or I'm stressed out. And it's like, no, you have that choice inside of you. 
Exactly. We all have the power every single moment of every single day. The thing about it is we are not being aware of that. So it's easy to listen to this because this, let me explain something about the, the brain. Let me, yeah, the yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. See You're how welcome. she, 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 see how she grounds me. I love it. Okay. The brain, this incredible mechanism is more sophisticated. This computer, this phone, the greatest technology of the world, but it's so sophisticated. It doesn't know who it is. So it's, it's designed to cause us to believe that we're out there. That's the brain's job is to believe that we're out there. We're somewhere out there. Yeah. So if we look into the brain, we're always going to be in this rat race, like a dog, a dog chasing our tail, wondering why we keep biting our tail, you know, and then chasing the same tail that we bought, that we bit. So we're hurting ourselves. That's, that's the analogy. here. Yeah. So when we remember and we start to be aware, it's like, it's like a vitamin every day. If you could just, you know, focus on remembering every day, just a little bit more. It's not a race against anybody else. It's just an improvement of yourself. And really it's not an improvement. It's, it's a, excuse me for saying it like this, but it's a, it's a, it's a process of destruction because the things that are in our way are the things that we need to destroy in, in, in the brain. Right? So we basically are in a war against ourselves and that's why we manifest all this chaos and conflict, you know, and a lot of people think that, oh, by going and protesting, we're going to stop it. And, you know, more power to people who do that, you know, because the intent is there. But we've neglected that if we can't unify with ourselves, how can we expect our families to embody unity? How can we expect our community to embody unity? Oh, let's blame the governor. Let's blame the senator. Let's blame, let's blame, 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 blame. And it's easy to blame, but it's so challenging to take responsibility, just like in a business. If your business is failing, we can blame everybody else. But at the end of the day, it's because I didn't do this. I didn't show up. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? So the one thing that we want to remind people is <clears throat> we, we focus so much on the why, because in the business world, you know, and you know, I've done many workshops and stuff. And the one thing they tell us is focus on the why. What's your why? What's your why? What's your why? But if you don't know who you are, who's your why being influenced by? See, yes. the great foundation is you can't really gain your why because I know people that have whys five years, 10 years later, and they're like, well, now I got a different why, but I'm too deep. I'm too stuck to change my why. And it's like, no, you're not. So when we focus on who we are, then the why will come from a deeper place and we'll know because it's like a compass. If you follow the north, you'll get, you'll get to, the, to your destination. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's so true the mind is just it's a powerful thing and it can control us so bad that's why it's so important to connect like that so i'm glad that you guys are out there serving that purpose that's amazing it's amazing yeah so i would ask you what you guys do for bliss but it sounds like i think i might know <laughs> <laughs> you already feel it it's yes. not that you know it you feel it yeah i feel like you're pretty integrated on balancing both that's amazing do you have any advice for people on what kind of routine to have when they're a business owner in order to keep their mindset kind of balanced and still, you know, balance that business and bliss? What, what type of routines do you usually advise people on? Like, how do they check in in the morning? Is there something for the afternoon? I have, I have a real easy, silly one that makes me laugh. Okay. Please. I, I never say do not, but I will at this moment. Please do not jump out of bed like you have a spring mm-hmm. on your back 
and you're just like, oh my God, I'm, oh my gosh, the alarm. And every time, I mean, I did that for many years. I ran three different businesses in my previous life. And let me tell you, every morning I woke up like, oh, I, oh, I gotta go get up, you know, run, you know, hit the alarm, hit the snooze, but then you run and you're jolted into your day. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing that I have totally transformed in my life is that when I wake up, I don't jump. I wake up and I don't even open my eyes yet. I go within to myself and I, I use gratitude a lot. If you just stop yes. for a few minutes before you hit the floor and just tell yourself, make that list in your head, what am I so grateful mm -hmm. for? Why, why do I even get up out of this bed? What motivates me to get out of this bed? And you know, you can go on and on, but please, please. My only thing is any, any business owner, you're always going to have lists and you're always going to go and say, okay, now I'll put this in the next day priorities and then life happens and what you thought you were going to do gets bumped up to the next day. That's always going to happen. We will never, ever, ever totally clear off that to-do list because it's life and because we are in this business. And when you are in business for yourself, you know that you work harder and longer than anyone who clocks in and clocks out. Yep. So if you do not prepare that body and the soul, the mind, all of who you are to say, no matter what comes to me this day, I am prepared to receive it because I am strong within myself. Yes. That's my I would two like cents. To, I would like to add to that. Go ahead. I love that. The huh? one thing that worked with me. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying I love that. I think it's amazing. I love Thank that. You. Thank yeah. you, Jonathan. The one thing that works works for me and it continues to work for me is we were talking about vibration earlier. And I wanna I wanna introduce um we call it hashtag vibrillionaires. And if, and if you focus on that and what, and, and, and what it is, is we are, we are not just physical. We're not just this flesh and you know, blood. We are consciousness. We are awareness. We are the awareness behind, you know, beyond this. That's why we can't even think it. That's why thought doesn't allow it to unfold. It's when we let go of thought that all of a sudden this different language of feeling I'm not talking about emotion, which we can talk about that on another podcast, which Jennifer, that in and of itself transforms lives. We've been thinking that emotions are feelings. Like when you say, oh, I feel sad, I feel mad. No, you don't feel mad, you feel sad. You're reacting to it. That's not who you are. So we embody this emotion that we think we are. So that, that, that is the little cliffhanger there. Um, but here's what I want. I, I, I invite people, everyone, to remember they are vibrational being. That is your infinite untapped potential. So when you get up in the morning, ask yourself, who am I? Because if you don't check in to who, to ask who you are, the brain is gonna think that you need to be told who you are. So when you get up in the morning, ask yourself, who am I? Where am I? And just start reflecting on the deeper view. Because when you remember, this is how you're slowly just asking the question, who am I causes the brain a short circuit. It's like, wait, what? What do you mean, who am I? You know who you are, you're Michael. No, I'm not. Who is Michael? Mm -hmm. And you start thinking. And this is the work that, I mean, this is what, it takes work, but when you work at it, just like a business, just like anything in life, you're gonna get even greater benefits than you can ever imagine because it's working smart 
not working hard. We've been yeah. taught to work hard, which is, which is important. But when we focus solely on working hard, we would fall into ignorance. Because no matter how much we accomplish, we're falling to the ignorance of forgetting who we are and why we're here. I call that autopilot, Michael. It's like when I go into autopilot mode, it's just routines. It drives me crazy. It's those moments when I, I exit the freeway and I realize, wait, how in the hell did I get here? I don't even exactly. remember how I got here, exactly. but it's just, it's autopilot. My unconscious mind knows that, oh yeah, you get off here to go home. And, and when I, when those moments happen to me, I'm like, oh, Jennifer, you're in go mode and you need to slow down mm, and absolutely. really just pace yourself down a lot. And then I'll go do a meditation because I know that I'm an autopilot. And when I'm an autopilot, it's when I'm going to overeat, do things without thinking, do things without right. intention. And it's a problem. And everybody does right. that. So you guys have been such a pleasure to have on the show. I think it's amazing. I really want to just try to awaken everybody to being purposeful and having intentions and being balanced. So I'm really glad that you were able to share your story and so willing to come on and share with our listeners. Lisa, did you mm -hmm. have anything you wanted to talk about or ask? No, just, just thank you. I mean, I think the last thing, what keeps like, I keep hearing in my mind because my, my alarm clock is a, a baby. So I don't really choose when I wake up and I can't really lay there and be like, Oh, while my baby's crying. Right. So I'm just thinking for, you know, parents out there with littles, how do you apply this? Cause I do think it's so important how you start your day. Um, and so for me, I'm just thinking through, I'm just going to commit for a week, I'm just going to set my alarm for 5am and, you know, however much time I get is however much time I get. But I think that, you know, there always is a way despite, I'm just thinking of some of our listeners and some of the things that may come to mind of like why they couldn't start their day that way. And how do you navigate around that? I think there's always a solution, right? Um, so go may ahead. I, may I share something? Yeah, we do. Our purposes, right? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, one thing I would like to share for people, because, um, and I mean this with all due respect, and if, if I may, can I introduce um, our shirt? Is that okay? Sure, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. One, one thing I would like to talk to the busy person, if you're too busy to meditate, then you're, it's, it's, that's when you should meditate. Yeah. There's this thing that I heard a long time ago. When, when one says, I'm too busy to meditate, because... Just change the word meditation, fall in love with myself, become my best friend. Change the word if, if meditate, because there's a resistance of meditation as well. Because when you hear the word meditate, it's like, oh, I don't want to meditate. You change the word. I mean, yes, it's meditation, but say, do I want to fall in love with myself a little more today? <laughs> more today. You know, whatever works, because we're not telling people. I want to experience more work. joy. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So when you're, when you're working, but I would like, but I would like to, but I would like to tell, uh, because Lisa's reason, I, I'm feeling it, Lisa, because you have a baby, and I know yes. Michael kind of like, that's your main question. When I said don't jump out of bed, like or jolted out, I, I've I've been there. When that baby's crying, you've got to run because you know, even if remember Michael said quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. As soon as you hear that baby crying, your body feels I gotta jump. Just just stop for a minute. And use that as your gratitude. I am so thankful that I have this amazing baby mm -hmm. who wakes me up every morning and I don't need an alarm clock. I'm just so happy that this baby yes. knows that. Yes, I'm just so happy when this baby cries, it knows that I will hear it and I will come mm -hmm. to this baby. But mm -hmm. even if you stay for one minute, half a minute, 
As soon right. as you hear that baby, don't feel you got to jolt out. Right. Because you yes. will do more for that baby yes. when you take care of yourself first. Yes. yes. And that's why I interrupted you. Thank you. Because that's I, I wanted her. to make sure that we got in here, especially for the women that do have nice. to deal with children. And they don't have to be little babies. Sometimes they have a child who had a nightmare or someone is already hungry. When we are mothers, it's we do for everybody else. Yes. But I want to remind you, Lisa, if you take anything today, mm -hmm. is that even if you give yourself, I know it sounds ridiculous, but half a minute or a minute. No, no, it makes sense. Bed and say, you know what? You know, to your own baby, send it that love. Say, I love you, sweetheart. I'll be right there. Mommy's just going to take a breath mm -hmm. and have her gratitude moment and then go take care of it. And, and the baby will feel you. And you'll be surprised at the results of the behavior uh, reflection. Yeah. No, and I love that you said that because we even have helped mothers because uh, if you if you would like, we can get on another car or something. But we help mothers because innately mothers are, are designed and programmed to think that worrying about their children is love. And that is absolutely false. It's because when we worry about our children, we actually cause more damage than good. So when we so when we catch that worry mechanism, because that's the brain, when we catch that worry mechanism, we transform it with love and we envision like if our child hasn't come and it's like 10 o'clock at night, what's going on with my child? Why is my so we go into this instead of saying, you know what? Why don't I envision my child coming home safe? hugging me, loving me, all these different things that we can be doing with our energy, but we're doing it unconsciously irresponsible. So one thing I would like to share for the business workers, the ones that are working, you know, like yourself and, and many others, is if you go to the bathroom, you're going to be in the bathroom for like at least two to five minutes. You can sit there and breathe. Be silent. Mm -hmm. Because without going too much in detail, but it's so easy to let go when we go to the bathroom. That's what we're training the brain to realize that we're holding on to all these toxins or whatever we want to call them, resistance, that <coughs> this is something that I love to remind people is that the brain is afraid to die. And what we do here at Samadhi is we remind people how to die because we are afraid to die psychologically and the brain doesn't see a psychological death as a physical death. Very important. And if you study that, you'll be amazed at how true this is. Think about how many people are dying because of cancer, diabetes. And the thing about it is they're holding on to guilt, to resentment, to fears. Mm -hmm. And their brain is surviving to that because it doesn't know positive or negative. This is why we say it's not about positivity. It's not about negativity. The brain will defend positivity just like it will defend negativity. And the thing about it is, is this. When we learn to die psychologically, just die every day. Something that you're thinking that's causing you resistance, that is your brain telling you as, as your, your, your reminder, hey, this is what we're hanging on to. We need to let this go. So the brain is here with us. But if we judge it, we're never going to get to the next level. You guys want to 10x your level, those listening to this? You guys want to 10x your level? Then go backwards. Don't go forwards. Because going forwards is just going to add on more that you think that's going to help you. But when you let go, the things that you thought you had to add on, they're just going to manifest because they're inside you. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, show us, show us your shirt. Yeah. And tell us yeah. how we can get a hold of you. If it's not backwards. Mari, soul family of Vibrillionaires. I just love it. Shirt for those of you listening. <laughs> Hashtag Vibrillionaires. Yes, because those listening can't see the shirt. So oh, she, yes. She read it for them. And just Vibrillionaires, 
is vibe like like vibrate uh, vibration vibration but it's v-i-b-r-i and then like the millions you know got vibrillion. it my brillionaires okay so tell us you guys how to get a hold of you um and i know that you guys talked about also being willing to talk to our listeners over the phone if they're not um where you are living which is amazing so tell us the best way to get a hold of you well you can go to our website it is Finally, we after our um, yes yeah. after our um, tour that we just came from, we have a new student and she is developing our website. You can go to it and find our story and a few things are on it. It's still in development yes. and it is uh, Samadhi Sea of Wisdom .com, Just the name Samadhi Sea of Wisdom. It's S -S Do you want me to spell it out? You can write it right. You can. Yeah, we'll have it in our show notes. Yep, okay. absolutely. Yes. If you put that on there, then they can find the link to our Facebook. Everything else, Instagram is on there, and uh, and contact. yes, Even and yes, contact. yeah. That's and we are, of course, like you said, willing to get on a call with anyone who has any further questions about what we do here at Samadhi and how we do it. Um, yes. I would just like to leave you with this: that Samadhi is so simple. It's so simple. And sometimes the brain doesn't realize it because it's so simple, yes. and we think it needs to be complicated. Because the one thing that we need to do is just have that mind stop. Just stop for one minute out of your day. And it's so simple. But we can't wrap our heads around it because we've been used to a complicated world. Yeah. So here's Samadhi. It's about being simple, genuine. It takes a lot of commitment. Let me tell you, the word is <laughs> unconditional love for yourself. And then you can share with them. So thank you. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure having you.